0: everybody this is the polarized podcast this is a podcast about polarizing movies polarizing movies in the sense of rotten tomato scores so on this podcast we cover movies that sometimes critics love and audiences hate or vice versa i am your co-host i will introduce my lovely co-host in a sec, But I want to cover the movie that we're doing today. This is um, kind of we're a little late to the game. I know um, because of the holidays, we probably should have recorded them sooner. But regardless, we're here. We've kind of done this series like uh, kind of themed on Thanksgiving a little bit. So we're just we're wrapping this up now, even though it's December, but it's pretty close to the first of December. So come on, you can kind of some slack. Um, so, yeah, we're uh, the movies that we've been doing are the trip movies with Steve Coogan and Rob Brighton. This particular episode today is the trip to Greece. Uh, last week, we covered uh trip to Italy. And, yeah, we're finishing off. This is also the uh, final movie in that series as well. Uh, trip to Greece uh, came out in 2020. The rating for it is 88 percent critic, 50 percent audience. And then yeah, uh now I would like to introduce my co-host and sometimes we call him forever guest or call each other that jokingly. Uh Mr. James
1: Lindsay, how are you? Oh, I'm I'm wonderful as always. I'm well not as always. There's there's the rises yeah. and falls of life even in a in a movie oh, like this. It, yes. it, it has its it's uh, it's moments and everything, but mm-hmm. I'm still yeah. uh I'm still on the high. I, I feel like from uh, our most recent hangout, Brandini, we got to watch me this too. movie together. Mm. It was it was so much fun. Um, yes, but you were you were talking about series there for a second, and it, it made me think how like disjointed our uh, series are for 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 varying reasons on this varying podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I know what you mean.
1: Like the for one of the reasons is that within a series of movies itself not all the movies themselves are polarizing. Like there's varying Mm, uh, levels of Rotten Tomatoes scores. So when we did the Pirates one, we didn't do all the Pirates movies because some of them were more from the magnetized scale. If you know what I mean? They were more on the same page, uh, ballpark buds, if you will, Um, man holding club even. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we, we jumped around through some series and then even the Robin Williams thing had its, had its small brief moment. And then Uh, uh, even like, it's funny. Here's here's, here's a theory that I'm coming up with. Just, I'm just riffing Ooh, here. Late on me. Just oh riffing wow. Okay. Here. Starting with hot takes. When you think okay. about it, the two times we try to do a series where it's centered around a particular actor, those episodes were cursed.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. For, for, uh huh. Like, uh
1: huh. For like a Cameron Diaz is, if you will, after the holiday, we, right. uh, we attempted another Cameron, Cameron Diaz joint. Uh, um, yes. Right. Was it, what is it? The sweetest thing? And uh, thing, yeah. that that is mm-hmm. a lost episode, and then the the other uh, lost episode, the the House of D, which <laughs> I know uh, it's cursed. Jeez, yeah, that's I don't great know. It's one. like telling us uh-uh. not to like explore a, a person's polarizing history. But hey, I don't know what my point is. Just that there's a trend, and uh, you know, you just because there's a trend, maybe there's not a there's not a deeper meaning, but maybe there is, folks. Maybe they're I trying know, maybe to they're shut it. us up, but they won't.
0: I mean, yeah, to some people, it might seem like the point is to just aggravate somebody who's like, why don't you include all of these movies in the series? <laughs> because, again, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, we've only covered two of these uh, movies and there's four in total. And that's because the first one and the third one were, uh, yeah, close in score. Like you said, they were, the uh, audience and, and critics were ballpark buds on um, – how they feel about this uh about those particular uh entries into the series but yeah on this podcast okay, so we cover we'll, so polarizing we'll, movies, we,
1: i'll just try to get this i wanted to get this right so okay. we did trip to italy that was the second one second one yep and then the mm-hmm. third one was spain right and then this Which is the fourth do. one right and this is what yep so we're That's doing today. so we're doing the evens on the, the evens on the, yeah on the trips that feels good it does. that does uh, yeah yeah <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. It's weird, though, to start a series with not the first movie, which we did, like you mentioned, with Pirates. Right. It, mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny thing to do, because obviously the first movie has a tendency to set up all of the tropes mm-hmm. um, that, you know, continue to happen and usually are even exaggerated. So like having mm-hmm. a strong foundation of seeing the first entry usually helps you. But we're not about doing things easy. On this <laughs>
1: As, you know, you just we're talking for, about you, just throw, throw you in movies. the deep end and and hope you figure it out. Um, absolutely and i mean to that point yeah there's a yeah there's a lot of like callbacks in this final (laughs) uh you know trip of of theirs and uh you know i casually threw on this trip to spain today and even like how quickly they jumped into that mick jagger impression in the in the greece one it was because it was kind of already like almost set up within within spain almost where it's like oh you know we're gonna go back to this this well again or I mean, yeah. the, I think the one thing that did they even do a, a Michael Kane in this one? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. Briefly. Just like briefly. Yeah. And even yeah, the, Tom yeah. Hardy, the Tom Hardy, Tom yeah. Hardy, they threw that in there and it was almost like, yeah. And, and, uh, this one, it seemed like, and more so as, as time went, I don't know. It just seemed like they were willing to just really come up with like scenes within what they were doing and to commit to to bits and, and being characters Playing opposite each other, but um each one has like their kind of respective like main moments of of impressions and everything um, mm-hmm. absolutely which is i don't, it's just that's what this is all all about and and I don't know, just uh-huh. uh, yeah, just guys trying to make each other laugh um
0: yeah, yeah. it's interesting to, I'm glad that you brought up you know what the uh, structure of these movies is, and then also too about how in each one. They do bring some things back, but they also like try new things. It isn't so, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously it's formulaic in a lot of ways, but um, I think they still manage to find like fresh improv scenes. And it was Mm -hmm. really interesting to hear from the director because, you know, in a movie like this you can tell that a lot of it is a lot of improv and it was, it's always fun to hear like how that's set up from just the overall, like technical side of it. And yeah, like there really isn't a script to these. They mm-hmm. have an ID really. And each one of these for people who don't know is uh, these two guys, these two friends go on a food journey that is also um, like uh, not mirroring, but is uh and not representative i'm I'm missing the word but there's a story like a historical story that uh-huh. they're treading through again yeah. uh-huh. you know um we watched the trip to italy last time and that was byron and Shelley. and then in this one it's odysseus and then i'm curious what was the uh spain one about do you know
1: uh, i'm you trying remember? to think exactly uh what wow oh, shoot now i'm now i'm kind of uh not sure if there was one for, for that because I was watching it. So like casually, like kind of just while oh, doing, okay. doing other stuff. Um, but I, no, I don't remember like what, what the main, like thrust of, of, uh, that one was to be honest. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Yeah, no, no. I don't write, but, the, but it, it has one because the yeah, in the interviews I watched for this one, which, uh, yeah, I'll just say, I think I told you off Mike, but, um, An interesting thing about this movie is is that it was shot pre-pandemic, but the press and all of the release of it was during the pandemic. So a lot of the interviews are like Zoom calls that they had with people. Um, Which is, yeah, it's just kind of a bummer. I mean, there's so many situations like this, and it's still, and all of them are a bummer that, you know, COVID just in general sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, But for their last movie, obviously people yeah i don't know it's like you you couldn't do like a full press junket you Mm -hmm. couldn't really go out and about and uh, promote this movie because of the lockdown right And a lot of the travel restrictions and things like that they were able to do it but it just you know like so many movies and so many releases that came out during COVID, is it just seemed muted Mm -hmm. um and just not not as much um yeah not as much content surrounding the film because of those restrictions and but it is just to leave that point it's just interesting to me just like in all other situations similar is yeah it's so close to covid so this is one of those movies where it's like one of the last movies before a uh post-covid uh world you know and, and it's and, interesting
1: uh, how it is yeah. directly almost about the things that you can't really do during covid as well not not any broader point there either but just how yeah opposite it is and how that might even affect yeah the overall appeal and effect of it coming out or who knows or even uh yeah i'm curious you know i'm I'm not sure if that's the case or if it affected them doing any more of these movies as well of like maybe it's best to kind of just like shut shut this down now yeah they also seem Mm -hmm. like the kind of guys i don't know like older dudes and everything they just seem like more willing to like let something just end you know yeah just very wrap much up so and, and they and, joke
0: about it all the time too yeah
1: yeah and especially british people it's like yes yeah, so we're gonna uh, come out with like one series like it's gonna be a series it's not a a tv show that's gonna be bloated and fucking take too long it's a, if anything it's gonna keep you wanting more and then we'll come up come out with like a sherlock christmas special or something like that to kind of keep you uh, satiated but it's like they seem like i don't know yeah it's more more minimalist and in, in terms of What's needed and and why, like blow smoke up uh, up your ass, yeah. if you will, of 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 making something um, too egotistical, or like even or too full of itself, and 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 that's something that yeah, even a brief part of the interview we watched before this podcast was that was Steve Coogan's uh, one of his his points of apprehension towards even making something like this. Would it be too self indulgent and boring not, and not boring. Wor- not yeah. worth watching? You know, because it's just too two blokes having a laugh, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's, it's that, that has dug itself in their relationship and their chemistry and their willingness to uh, take risks on each other's bits. And then also know when to kind of take a shit on someone else or whatever. And in that delicate balance of, of comedy is a, yeah, it's, it's like a balancing act. Some of the, some of the shit they do. And right when you think they're about to pull back out of something, they just, Go deeper into a bit, and it just makes you laugh even harder. And that takes like knowing what someone is going to say next or how what someone is going to do, Mm -hmm. and then a production and a director that caters to that as well. And, um, that that is almost like a form of like filmmaking judo where you're not trying to force something that isn't there, you're letting it uh, organically kind of make itself because these guys are kind of masters of their craft um in their own way as well
0: yeah totally i mean and the director said just as much Is that you know uh, a thing that stuck out to me is that he said in this you know as they went through and obviously this one being the end it's most uh prevalent but he said that you know the the guys were not as into doing multiple takes of this you know they're really willing to let things flow and to move on and not need things to necessarily be perfect mm-hmm. and
1: um there was one yeah, that it, that felt like a blooper in in this one too where yes. they like i think it was it was one of the, i don't know it was, I forget what exact restaurant that was but there was so much funny shit in that in that one conversation where like the Godzilla thing happens uh uh-huh. um i'm trying to think some of the, the other ones that come out of that but like it almost yeah. seems like I know what you're talking about. where uh rob bryden like looks at the camera almost Uh, for a second and he's kind of just like all right we keep we keep wow you know yeah Yeah.
0: um and that's almost like a genuine laugh like mm -hmm. him as the person laughing to what is being said as opposed to like you know because the thing too is and they and and the both of the actors have talked about it is even though it's their names and uh you know they're using their names and it's a, a lot of the stuff especially this one in particular is really like based on things that um that they're going through in their life or or whatnot. Because especially, you know, um uh, like the 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 plot or like the thing that Steve Coogan is going through in this movie is is that his father is sick and um he ends up passing away in, uh, by the end of it and that actually happened to Steve. Oh, and so okay. that you know so obviously he pulled wow. um he was able you know a lot of that stuff came from that personal situation mm-hmm. but nonetheless they still talk about how but they're also characters as well and that's always just such an interesting thing of like i feel like it's how like almost streamers you know video game streamers mm-hmm. approach things where you're Influencer, not
1: influencers in general yeah.
0: influencers in general as well as like they're Not like a completely different character, like in the streamer example Mm of being like a Dr. Disrespect is an easy one, right? Where he's like legitimately playing a character, but most streamers and and, uh, influencers are like doing a heightened version of themselves. And yeah, it's so, yeah, it's just, it's it's always interesting to watch a movie like that Mm -hmm. because um, they are pushing their feelings and their personal things to a heightened degree Mm -hmm. to play around with um how that makes each other laugh and um you know and a lot of pushing pushing this movie along because i mean i think the problem to get start getting into the movie is i think the problem that the audience has with this movie and just like all of these movies is you could you know the concern that Steve Coogan had is that not a lot happens
1: in mm. these movies. And <laughs> by the, by the time there is a fourth one, it does get somewhat formulaic. Uh, and for better, better and worse, I don't know because yeah, it, you, you start to find out that yeah, kind of they hit you with kind of some poignancy at, at the end, something to mm-hmm. think about, and and to let you know that these guys are real guys, that they aren't just like these goofy assholes that just go. They're not really assholes. They're just like goo- goofy guys that. Yeah that Steve's kind of an asshole to each other kind of. Yeah. Not, not like to like strangers around them. They just like shit on each other, you know, um, for the most part, Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, it's like that kind of hits hits the landing hits in a way that, that lets you know that, uh, that it makes it feel a bit more real, but then that is kind of the formula as well. But for its credit to it being formulaic is I think, those grooves are dug in and even more so about who they are as their caricatures. Cause I don't think they knew when they first started this venture as making these movies and as time mm-hmm. goes, has gone on and those bits have developed on their own. And, in in like I said, the organic sort of ways they've, they have found out like what works and what doesn't. And so they're able to play into that. It's like an inside joke. That's kind of developing right before your very eyes, honestly. And that's, mm-hmm. what's, so fun to watch throughout this, this journey or, or trip um, mm-hmm. has been feeling like you're part of an inside joke, you know? Yeah, and that, absolutely. And that's like why I think you and I just love podcasts so much too, is like you watch people talk for as long as they do, you know, some, you know, some of our, our favorite people. Yeah. Just yeah. like, and Ours. you're honestly watching their relationship grow in front of your very uh, mm-hmm. your ears or whatever. And um, that is a, is a fun feeling. And it feels like you're, you're a part of something and you're learning something from um, another perspective from people that know each other very well. And they're still finding out new things about each other and and watching that process is refreshing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. I looked at the Spain thing. It looks like that was about him kind of retracing this journey that he took as a young man, Um, which kind of makes sense to me, I guess as I was casually watching it, um, that makes sense looking back on it. Cause he does, he have like a, a conversation with somebody of like, oh, you should go to this city. Why aren't you going here? And he's like, well, I, I'd, I'd rather go to this city. Why don't you go there? And he gets kind of like mad and about it and kind of sensitive. And, um, yeah, I, that makes sense. Anyways. Uh, yeah. And then his, his, uh, son, um, is like having a kid at the end is, is kind of like one of the things that happens to him. Um, is like his son's like twenty years old, and his girlfriend's nineteen. He's like, I got my girlfriend pregnant. and He calls calls him, and he's kind of dealing oh, with that, which creates a fucking hilarious bit, though, of like him telling uh Rob about Anton and telling him he's going to be a grandfather and stuff, and how uh, oh, he's, he's yeah. like, she's only nineteen,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> and it was like watching that I don't know, it's like watching a natural smile overtake somebody because I don't think you just feel like you don't you don't they don't fully expect what the other person is gonna say and I don't know, seeing Kugan C- kind of react to that some of that. Maybe it's just great acting, but it just feels so feels so natural. And um yeah, and then Absolutely. you find out that the woman that he's he's been with a woman that's married to another man, um, he's like fallen in love with her, and you, then you find out that she's uh pregnant. At the end, as well, uh, and she says it's by her husband, and he's like confesses her his love to her um but yet at, at you know at the same time, it kind of just leaves it open ended of of exactly how those things are gonna work itself out but i'm I'm pretty sure that was the same woman that's uh featured in in greece i am that uh uh goes mm-hmm. goes to be with him, but anyways yeah it's yeah. Like some of that stuff it's like it doesn't even really matter um but it, it adds to like almost like yeah. a, a travel log sort of feel of some of, some of it or doc, documentary style of just kind of like you see mm-hmm. it almost like from afar and it almost does kind of feel like voyeuristic when you're kind of just like I don't know oh yeah very much especially so. Rob Brighton talking to himself that's when I'm like I feel like I don't I shouldn't <laughs> be watching this. <laughs>
0: This is a crazy person. He did that. in the, Yeah, he did that in this movie. Um, and I'm, I God, I, yeah, I, I feel him, like man. he did that in, in Trip to Italy as well, where you'll just get a scene where Coogan's like gone off to like make a phone call and Brighton's just sitting at the table. <laughs> and then he's like still continues to do his impressions, um, you know, with no one even listening or watching or whatever. Um, just, you know, uh, yeah, he just he can't help himself from just like trying, like because it just makes him laugh. He just. Mm-hmm. has so much doing, you know he has so much fun doing it, and that's really also too a foundation of why these movies are so great is that th- these guys really do who love and care about each other, mm-hmm. um and they do have genuine fun uh you know hanging out and doing these things and it's really infectious and Mm -hmm. yeah um such a good buddy movie because you know obviously up front a lot of the comedy too happens and you know them disagreeing with each other on things um but that's how uh, yeah but that's how that's how it goes that's life you know um it's yeah that can be funny and just to be contrarian for the sake of being contrarian around your friends is yeah is a really you know can generate a lot of laughs too even if you don't like fully believe it because you know
1: you know what those buttons are and and it's it's Uh just funny to like kind of try to like like they're to see how where their mind would go if you just kind of push them a little bit and i don't know you can be sarcastic or just kind of some light ribbing but it's it's all in all in good fun especially when you are with somebody who yeah who cares about you and knows it's just uh it's just for a laugh. It's just, it's just good stuff. And especially when you are on a trip together, like if you're if you're traveling together, like long distances, like, I don't know, inevitably, you're gonna kind of like, uh, rub each other the wrong way if you you spend a lot of time on on the road and all that. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's another consistent theme because there's always a point in the movie, I feel like, where the Something fundamental about their perspective on life or how they approach or what their approaches to life uh, collides with each other. And, you know, they um, they just do things that are uniquely themselves. And that can uh, that causes friction where they're, you know, they'll give each other more shit or really, you know, get because uh, they want because all, all, you know, it's they want to see their friends succeed. And, and just like in real relationships, they're giving, they get upset or get frustrated or have these arguments because they're just like, you're not acting like you're not living up to how great of a person you are and why I'm here on this trip with you and why I love spending time with you and whatnot. So yeah, that's another consistent theme, but yeah, there's a, uh, these movies are really fun
1: yeah they're, they're really overall fun. they're just they're they're a lot of fun and yeah. there's certain things that maybe didn't hit as hard when i i don't know i really i really like the first movie um and yeah. revisiting it and seeing sequels obviously i didn't see them when they first came out um i i was there's there was some stuff maybe that I was, I was just kind of like uh sinking into as far as the the humor goes but like as time went on i don't know i've i've feel like it's grown on me so much especially rob i feel like rob in particular um has really like i realize how big of a part of the movie he is and how important he is and how like i even on the last episode i feel like i was kind of giving him shit about his impressions and stuff and i i just you made such a great point where when we talked about it where yeah he's not he's not necessarily trying to sound exactly like the person he's trying to do what you're saying like a a caricature caricature of a person or like a heightened sense of like digging in on one aspect of of a person um, yes. and that's where like yeah maybe coogan's a lot of coogan's impressions i'm thinking like particularly like his dustin hoffman or something or like it just sounds more like dustin hoffman it's like really good but there's uh. something about seeing how like someone trying like way harder like he mm-hmm. like rob always just tries you can tell how hard he's trying to like get some like get what he has it perfectly in his head mm-hmm. and he's just trying to like get it out and and how he hears it in his head and it's just so i don't know that that grew up this this movie i was like uh it's it's a funnier impression somehow even though coogan's is better and then also coogan this movie and and the spain one when i watched it was like i don't know the guy the guy's so uh he's kind of like it's kind of unexpected where he's gonna go because his facial expressions like (laughs) deny (laughs) what happens like coming out i don't know and that's (laughs) That's kind of how I he's felt not like not as not a kid or something not. like growing up and seeing your dad or someone make jokes, like someone who's more mature than you that doesn't like have to like, I'm going to tell a joke right now. They just like deadpan, just, just lay it on you like very dryly. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the stuff where, yeah, you don't think he's going to go, go along with like Rob's kind of frenetic energy. And then all uh-huh. of a sudden he just jumps right in and then he <laughs> yeah. like does like, yeah, the one of the, like the Mick Jagger thing is, is fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the Hoffman and then there, I don't know, I'm trying to think there was one other one where it was like, I didn't know someone could do an impression of that. And then hearing that, uh, how someone does it, it's almost like you look at that person differently <laughs> based on like how someone did this impression. Cause you're like, Oh yeah, that's what they do. Um, right. You know? Yeah. But, that's uh,
0: that. Yeah. That- that's the best part of impressions too is because you can just be so familiar with an actor and their performance, but when somebody, and just satire in general, I know I'm not like saying anything too profound or most people don't know, but like, it should be said is that, yeah, when somebody does a a satire and an impression of, uh, of a theme or of a person, um, it's so fun when it just like kind of shatters the glass of like, oh yeah they always have this like (laughs) you know inflection or this speech cadence or things like that Mm -hmm. um and yeah i just it it allows you to look at the situation almost removed and and yeah like get yeah provide a different like opinion or perspective Mm -hmm. um and it's just yeah it's yeah. It's funny stuff.
1: And a spot on Godzilla. Like I can tell yeah. where Godzilla Ow. began and he ended I, like it was, it was, it was spot on <laughs> and like a stupid bit like that. Like when, when you see like just, I don't know, smart people behave dumbly in a, in a, in, a, in a, I don't know, comedic fashion. I just think that's like some of the best, the best humor. It's like, uh, and we just, I don't know, we, we had a movie day uh, mm-hmm. with uh, this movie, and we watched like Top Secret. That was my first se- time seeing Top Secret, and like a Zucker movie, so you know, where it's like, yeah, people playing playing something straight. I don't know. I, I mean, that's a stretch of a comparison, but I just, I, yeah, once that that commitment and that, uh I don't know, almost you can almost tell how it's unexpected for for them what's about to happen, mm-hmm. and that's that's mm-hmm. cool when you can all go on the journey. It's scary when you go to like improv night and there's at a college you know, and there's like a bunch of like new improv students that are trying it for the first time and it's messy, you know, and some it's going to be hit or miss and it can be embarrassing for everybody involved. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, But you know, you, you got to get your, your chop somewhere. I, I admire the, the, I don't know, bravery to go out there and, and do something like that. And you can tell these guys have have been, been around whatever world in, in order to, uh you know, make that happen. And I know, man, Hamlet 2 is one of the funniest fucking movies ever, too. I just want to say, I don't yeah. know if I said that last episode, of, but he he, might like said. Hamlet 2 is one of the, he his performance. in that is is truly legendary. And uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of other things that.
0: Yeah. Alan Partridge is really funny. Mm-hmm. I don't I think that was a, a show or maybe um, a character he did on like a British sketch comedy show. But there was also a movie and the movie is very funny.
1: Yeah, I think I. Yeah. I, I feel like people like somebody. yeah like a like a goof right. you know um a goof
0: with a heart of gold essentially right mm-hmm. somebody that's like uh yeah
1: like a forrest gump if you
0: <laughs> like a Pee Wee hermit you know yeah that, that kind of uh,
1: uh yeah vibe to it um yeah i was trying to think like some of the bigger chunks of this movie you know like the one i was talking about the godzilla that that whole scene it's like it's hard to like trace, you know, like again, like we were saying, it's formulaic to a point, but also like uh chronologically going through this movie and 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 picking through the bits and everything. You know, it is it is kinda tough, especially since we've talked like a lot of broader scope stuff, like last episode and everything. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean that that one, the Godzilla, I just keep saying that. But there was the mm-hmm. one there was the other one that I feel like they spent a lot of time with and I remember you and I just like cracking up a lot at was uh and there's always this was like a this is a part of their Movie at some point, too, of like them interacting with women in some mm-hmm. sort of way and trying to and realizing like most women that they're attracted to around in the restaurants and everything are they like young and attractive and like out of their league and they just like are, are like self deprecating upon themselves about like how they'll never have any sort of shot with a you know a mm-hmm. woman like that or anything. And so they like they do their own version of flirting, but it's like self deprecating and it's like coming from a person that I don't know it's like almost like they don't even think they have a chance
0: yeah and just uh, almost absolutely. like looking
1: for somebody's pity or something like that i don't know but it's and then they just trash each other in front of the person but uh yeah the 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 waiter that the waitress that like came and uh i mm-hmm. think she was german they were talking about like the swimming across the bay or whatever Yeah. That, uh-huh. that whole back and forth was just like it was really watching i don't know watching them bring another person into their world and then create more comedy out of it. You know, like mm-hmm. she didn't have to do much. It was all them just commentating and they weren't making fun of her or anything. They were just, no, they not were just at all, making no. her a part of the scene and making it that much funnier. Because it was like a fucking stage play at that at that point where it's like exit stage left and enter stage, well, stage left, stage, whatever. And then mm-hmm. she just kept going in and out. And each time that happened, it just felt like the 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 humor was just waiting for her when she came back, they were just could tell that they, they were uh, excited and kind of giddy just to talk to, you know, a a pretty woman and everything like that. But they were also just like any, the bit is always paramount, whatever, whatever makes somebody Uh them laugh. That's always what's going to be most important. And then making fun of Steve Coogan's uh, ego, I noticed was just like very much a part of these movies as well of, particularly like tearing him down of like oh yeah i uh-huh. could swim across and it's like and just Robbie being like yeah sure okay buddy <laughs> you know
0: yeah because uh to get in the overarching um like de- character development uh the things that are always consistent that they touch on in what Like the commentary that they make about themselves and where they're at in their lives, because that's a big part of these movies is and seeing the like to set it up with the series is, yeah, like the beginning of this uh, Steve Coogan is like he is definitely not accepting of his age Mm -hmm. and he is acting like he is a younger man and then just also has a lot of those um attitude and sensibilities and characteristics to him at the start of it of like not coming to terms with you know his actual like where he's at in his life um and that is something that ends up developing over this series that was really interesting to see so like you know to talk we you know this being the last one um is is the final statement as to what 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 do rob and steve learn through this process and a lot of it a lot of it is just acceptance of of uh getting older and uh acceptance of death too Mm -hmm. i mean this one in particular right because steve's dad actually dies and you get to see him deal with that um but their own mortality as well Mm -hmm. you know because i think steve was less reluctant to talk about that in the beginning but then over time leans more into it. And just like you were saying with the much younger women is instead of wanting to necessarily like, you know, in the first movie when that, if we were in the first movie and that same situation happened with the waitress, Steve would have approached that waitress, like, you know, maybe as they're leaving or something like that, Mm -hmm. tried to like actually hook up with her, but it was so fun to see these men who know that they're and not only know that she doesn't necessarily want to hook up with them and that's what's stopping them, but just, it's not, it's not what they want. Totally. Or what they, Absolutely. You know? Yeah.
1: They just want to, yeah, they just want to have a they conversation. Should be doing. Whatever,
0: yeah. But, uh, uh, and you kind of like alluded to it, or at least what you said about this earlier made me think of, or just again, enjoy that When she like, and and I feel like maybe, yeah, I've definitely done this, but like you're in a conversation with your friend and then immediately, (laughs) like right when she gets, they both stop, like start like addressing her and bringing her into the conversation. And it just, yeah, like they're just giddy because even again, yeah, even without needing to like have a like sexual relationship with her there is something to be said about just like making girls laugh is just such a wonderful pastime. <laughs> you don't need to. Yeah. The intent doesn't need to be to hook up with them, but just making girls laugh is so funny and to see them just get, yeah. So um excited when she comes back just to, for that possibility to make her laugh is yeah. is great. So fun.
1: Yeah, man, that was, that was a wonderful scene, not to mention like the, yeah, the scenery itself and mm, all the, all yes, the food uh-huh. and everything looked, looked fucking awesome. And then, like, in one of the earlier scenes, too, like, what you're saying, it's like, you're, you're, like, in this weird fucking conversation that you're having with your friend or something like that. And for them, they're making loud noises and making weird and doing weird motions and, like, in a scene and everything. And, like, that was, that was one of my favorite moments when someone would come and, like, a waiter would come and give their food and they'd be, like, be all polite. Oh, yes, thank you. Oh, that's, oh, that's what, that's looks lovely and then just get right back into you know the stunning (laughs) (laughs) that's gorgeous yeah (laughs) like a beautiful beautiful locations yeah and um you know I was Mm -hmm. I was gonna ask maybe later uh if you could rate all the movies but even now like which out of all these places would you want to go to the most out of um where was it so it, it was uh England in the first one
0: uh
1: Northern England might have been, yeah, I think Northern England. And then uh, um, Italy, Greece, Spain. Mm-hmm. Where, where would your next trip be?
0: Oh, great question. So I'm just trying to, because th- also, too, this is a good question. In if we framing this in a way that also talks about this like where this movie has its strengths or just the like where the series has its strengths and one sure. of its core tenants, which is like the trip, obviously, and you know, the location, what they're doing. Like uh, environment-wise, Greece is at the top of the list, but I'm hesitant to put it at number one. Um, because a factor of this too is like the food the restaurants and the places they visit and even though this movie did have plenty of um like establishing shots of like you know leading up to like getting a pov inside the car that they're driving or or you know them outside the restaurant or whatever i feel like this movie wasn't as strong as italy in the first one i I can't speak to spain and that I feel like I didn't really see too much of the food or too much of the restaurants. Right. Totally, you know, and so there that's why that's where it
1: didn't show the food at all. Really, yeah.
0: Right. Absolutely. So, eh, it's tough. So it's tough for me to put Greece at number one because of that. And you know that's why the first one is incredibly strong. And I think Italy is uh, does this well too. Is there is more attention paid to getting a POV inside the kitchen, an idea of the aesthetic and the interior dining room of these restaurants. And, yeah, just the food in general, getting a lot of, you know, close ups or descriptions, too, because I, you know, obviously the waitressing that we talked about, she mentions it. But even in this one, there was very little of this. I know that it happened a couple times, but maybe I'm just. More of a like feeling that I'm getting a, about totally. it, whether or not no, it's like you. totally factual, is that the you know not talking about what the food is or you know anything mm-hmm. any any more context regarding the food. So yeah, it's hard for me to put a trip to Greece on number one. I mean, I really think Italy is the thing. Too is I've also been to Italy, but I would love to go back. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a part of me just wants to say the northern England one it seems like is what I want to go with saying would be the one that I'm most like, if I were to recreate one of these movies would be the most interested in doing.
1: Wow. But you, um, Italy has been like the top of my list to visit, Mm. um, Mm -hmm. for a very long time now. And like some Mm -hmm. of my, my heritage is, is, is over there. Uh, so Mm -hmm. it'd be kind of enlightening for that. But, um, you know, and I, I guess I've, I've been to London and I've, I've been, Mm -hmm. you know, like, into uh spain so i guess i would uh yeah just do italy and greece in the in all one one big trip but it's like when you're when you're when you are describing like that it's hard even within the movies to to rank them out outside of the locations because they almost like are just one big long trip like one big long stream of consciousness from these two guys um Mm -hmm. and just the locations kind of change and they do their callbacks and everything like that But uh, and then you and then it's like it, it's partitioned for me almost down the line of like strongest bits versus like emotional follow through, like which part hits the most for me, um mm-hmm. as as well. And yeah, I think like the first two, it is kind of more about them being romantic and and everything and and being a little uh promiscuous and yeah, um mm-hmm. trying to make things happen while on the trip. And then like I think the the latter two. Yeah, I think are kind of coming to terms with things a little bit more and and right. um, sticking to whatever commitments that they may have, or coming to terms mm-hmm. with who they are as as men at their age and and everything like that, um, and who they've been, and and yeah, more mortality and and uh, mm-hmm. how that stuff kind of hits me personally, and I think that's that's what's been kind of tricky for me because, um, yeah, I don't know, I as as poignant as it was with the grease. Movie like it, it was a little, it was a little too much of of the the drama. I think for me, somehow in that in the Greece when you could you could tell the you could feel the finality of it a little too much. I felt like when mm-hmm. I don't know maybe maybe people would would like that, um but the finality was kind of like a, a even like a drag at at certain points. You know, um like when you compare it to some of the others where uh, the the stakes maybe aren't as presented as as often or as intensely, um even though yeah it, it wasn't like a super dramatic scene it was It was handled mm. uh very honestly and portrayed in a way that um you know felt like how it how it honestly would kind of go down. Yeah. Um, but damn, um I really like this the spain the Spain one and this this one in terms of bits. But mm. Italy, yeah, and Greece had location, damn mm-hmm. I'd probably yeah the first the first one it's been a while since i'd I'd seen two um I'll probably do like my favorite I'll just say the first one's my my favorite it probably- probably still is, I don't know it's how it's how all mm. these the all these things kind of stem out from each other, but uh and then I'll probably go, yeah, that one my favorite, and then. I'll do, I'll do Spain and then Greece and then Italy on on the last, I I guess. I don't, it's tough. It's hard to not have recency bias, bias, but I was, I was really having a great time with that Spain one today as well. Mm. And I thought it had the right amount and mix of like the dramatic stuff compared to Greece, which I thought was, um, I don't want to say heavy handed, but just more heavy, just more heavy in general. I think, um, but the
0: Greece one over this one.
1: Oh yeah, I'm the sorry. The Greece one the, over, yeah. The uh, like West, Spain. Greece one
0: is this one, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, so, and
1: thinking. Spain had that same sort of structure of the story and everything, but yeah. Um, should, yeah. I, should I kind of go through my like my notes and see what else I have to I have here? Yeah, yeah, please. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I love their, they do the Roger Morbon. They they mix up some that. Connery here and there, but this one they had a lot of the roger moore stuff Mm -hmm. and that was just just hilarious just so funny because they were they were in lesbos yeah (laughs) which is an island in greece and And talking about sappho and stuff yeah
0: mm -hmm, mm -hmm, which yeah doing the sean connery voice um and roger moore voice talking about Mm -hmm. you know staying at the hotel lesbian Mm so funny
1: yeah just i mean you can tell how excited they are when they they've come up with a good conceit of a bit and they're like uh, okay and then absolutely. and then and then and then and what mm-hmm. is this um yeah rob ripping coogan on being like self-righteous i always enjoyed parts like that yeah. and you, you can tell when coogan start to getting like up his own ass about something a little bit or he's like mm-hmm. he's like wanting to like say some broader point or like give some history lesson to to somebody and like just uh, to show
0: you how much he knows yeah, yeah it's he not even off. about He's Incredibly arrogant yeah
1: totally it's it's more about him telling you that's a, that's important rather than you knowing he just wants to be uh, the, the guy that's that's saying something and uh just mm-hmm. how he calls him out on it and then even like um calling him out on like what the name of uh the refugee is like or the guy working at the refugee, <laughs> the refugee camp uh mm-hmm. and like <laughs> like right after you met him and said his name multiple times but then like ah that's where you catch yourself too or it's just like man i i have I have that issue too, like being bad with bad with names. But mm-hmm. to get it like called back even later on, I think it, like he forgot someone else's name too. And <laughs> yeah, I just love that where it's just like, oh, me, you know, he's playing into that caricature of being just like an uppity like Hollywood asshole almost, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, totally. um, the Percy Jackson thing where he's just like, yeah, did not invite I, me back <laughs> after being eighties, <80's." laughs> and it was just kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> that, that was yeah, good, it's yeah. funny
0: to hear about. Um, how he thinks about those projects because that's all like i don't know you could that's people spend plenty of time wanting to hear perspectives on actors that they love on the movies that they're in and yeah it's always enjoyable to hear steve talk about his projects in those movies because he's talking with his good friend about it so he's pretty candid about (laughs) how he feels Mm -hmm. about whatever he's done or what whatnot
1: totally yeah it's very very matter of fact and uh Mm -hmm. yeah it's refreshing when he's just you know almost like seems like yeah like half bitter or something too which is makes it even greater oh uh, uh, yeah the whole grease thing was was fucking hilarious all the barry gibb stuff and uh the um cpr shit of uh uh uh, 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 uh staying alive. staying alive and then yeah just singing grease and, and all that shit i so at first i
0: was i kind of missed you know because in the previous movies you know. Their like transit scenes in between restaurants and locations, whatever. Um, they would have like music, you know, have uh. Mm In trip to Italy, yep. they had the Alanis Morissette CD, which great. just allowed them to like made such a meal out of that. It was a, They were able to make commentary on, you know, uh, how they feel about women, how they feel about music. And again, their age, like when this comes out, how do they feel, you know, just about that artist, that time that the music came out. And it just, yeah, it gave them so much to work with on mm-hmm. making jokes. But yeah, also lending their um, opinion and perspective on life. And this time around, there wasn't that. But instead, Rob was singing Barry Gibbs songs, (laughs) just all of them. That was the through line. (laughs) It didn't necessarily like Grease isn't sung by Barry Gibbs, but he wrote it. And, you know, they mentioned that all all of that. And um, at first I missed the music, uh, but it ended up growing on me i mm-hmm. ended up being like man i really like the fact that rob is just uh rob saying these things <laughs> these songs and they still are able to you know make fun of
1: it and whatnot um it is like a different about- thing yeah if it'd be maybe kind of annoying if they just had another album it's like oh i got this album now and they just do the same thing with like a new album and commentate on it that would work for its own own way mm-hmm. but yeah, it also cater to the formulaic side of things i guess
0: yeah i mean that's yeah that's a great point to bring up because i'm sure that's probably exactly how they thought about it you know you know i mean spain has
1: a similar thing though but it is kind of like more than them singing Um, Mm, mm -hmm, mm the song the song is really great i forget the, the name of it but yeah okay it's uh yeah and then the the battle of salamis Really yeah
0: I, I made a note of that too yeah because they were just talking of, what so the battle of salamis what what was that again i don't want to spend too much time yeah,
1: yeah i don't know it, it was it. like a real thing i think or something and they yes, just pronounce uh-huh. it like a different way and being like oh it was the battle of Salamis?" <laughs> and then they just went off on that for like everything i was just like <laughs> why not and yeah, yeah in 480 uh, bc the creeks de- the greeks defeated the persian fleet off the island of salamis <laughs> salamis? Salamis in so, the yeah, probably,
0: yeah. I <laughs> I'm sure it's probably pronounced. The island of Salamis.
1: Than... <laughs> yeah. Largest naval batter ever fought in the ancient world. The Greek victory wow. proved to be the turning point in the war for the Persian king Xerxes. Turned to Asia oh. with his surviving ships and the majority of his land troops. hmm There you go. See, this these are things we're we're learning from from Steve Coogs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and that's to
0: a credit of the movie because these are traveloggy movies. Totally, and they, yeah. And you know, uh, to circle back to this, you know, their trip in this movie being based off of the Odyssey. Um, I was thinking about how well they executed that, and before I give my opinion on it, because I think I, I, I think I know how I feel about it. And, um, I form my opinion on it. I'd like, I'd like to hear, you know, about how do you feel. Okay, specifically, how do you feel this movie did in, like, emulating, you know, the what the themes and conflicts, like, how the Odyssey story, because how was it uh, conveyed or uh, represented in this movie? And then, yeah, if you want to talk about uh, strengths or, like, successes in other movies when it comes to how well did they... um, incorporate or convey uh those stories into these movies.
1: Yeah, it's a great way to to think about it in that in that sphere because um now that I am thinking about it and that's where I kind of have a hard time picking my favorites even though I asked you that question was in a way that now that I'm thinking about it that the trip to Italy I enjoyed that portion that everything you just described about that mm-hmm. movie like even more so because learning uh, you know, I I knew about how you know like the whole horror story, how fr- like Frankenstein and and those books got written, and yeah. that th- those were friends, and they had that had that moment. But to hear even more mm-hmm. about Byron and and Shelley, and even mm-hmm. showing that painting, like I looked up that painting later of like how when they burned, uh, it was Byron's uh body, like and and then Shelley, like in the Mary Shelley in the background, like um Crying and everything like that. Like I, yeah, I looked at the up that painting because they were sitting there at that beach where that painting was made, talking about and, and everything. And and to have a movie that makes you laugh, but then also I am kind of like in a place that I've maybe always wanted to go. And they're talking about kind of the history of it and everything. Like, yeah, it does kind of remind me of like my favorite parts of like Anthony Bourdain or like a good, exactly, good kind of yeah. travel show. So yeah, to that point, yeah, I'd say that Italy in a way does that the best because even Spain right. it, it is very subjective to this this character of Steve Cook in, in his mind so that would be mm-hmm. even like almost the weakest in that respect of of trying to be almost like a like you know a, a trip from from uh, literature uh, but mm-hmm. the the odyssean thing sounds like such a fun and cool thing to do i don't know just to like absolutely plan for sure. your trip like that and just to think about it in that way um mm-hmm. and bring like some books along to read while you're doing it like seems so like yes yeah, especially like a yeah these guys they seem like smart gays and uh that mm-hmm. would be like a bookish and, and smart guy thing to do you know and uh um yeah but is there is to i mean is there do you have an opinion on that is there one that kind of like reached you in a way or did it seem like you had kind of ideas about the odyssean kind of nature mm-hmm. of this one of the greece one in particular
0: yeah so i think i agree with you i'll just start off with you know where i'm gonna go is i agree that italy does the represents the the like trip mm-hmm. the best
1: it's two people uh, in a relationship too that just yeah that works exactly really well. and then also to the
0: uh rob bryden uh is like a fair in that movie is representative of the seemingly like not just casual sex that byron had but like uh he seemed to just be fucking all over the place and having a lot of like these sexual relationships with people men and women and um it's funny to think that in trip to italy rob bryden is byron and steve coogan is mary shelley in the person or yes sorry and then um Yeah, and that's, like, who they're representing out of that story, Mm -hmm. because in the trip to Italy, Coogan is having more, like, adult relationships, or maybe not, like, both of them are pretty adult relationships. But you know what I mean, where he is focusing on, like, uh, potentially creating, like, more valuable relationships um, by, you know... The, the woman that he does hook up with he's not it's it isn't as ca- like casual even mm. though it relatively is but like no he's especially in comparison to the trip which that's when steve is really having like casual sex and it's also being projected as being irresponsible like mm. he's not you know he's being a huge asshole to his family he's just going on these trips he's still just fucking around all of that stuff in the trip and then in the trip to Italy, he's doing a lot less of that. And then it it flips where Rob Brydon is the one that has a sex capade in the movie, as opposed to Steve in the first one. And yeah, I just, um, but also too, like the uh, trip to Italy does well in making a point that each one of these locations ties into the historical trip, um, better than I think it does in trip to Greece because there's really, um, it loses the thread for me uh, in trip to Greece of it's like representation of the odyssey mm, uh, aside right. from, I guess the there's uh, some sirens.
1: Yeah. The sirens. and <laughs> That's exactly
0: what I was going to bring up. Was like the strongest odyssey part, but even, <laughs> but even then it did allow for a really funny bit, like almost one of the funnier bits. Cause it's not only like really funny, but it also is so like serves Character development so well, and them talking about like if they were in that situation, how would they, you know, react to it? Oh, yeah, that was and good. And talking about uh, Steve, you know, tying Steve to the mast, and, uh, Rob being you know, the captain and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And it was just so funny how, like, Rob myself. starts,
1: well, take me down. <laughs>
0: yeah, Rob starts off as take like, you right now, thinking, like, thinking and saying what he thinks Steve would say, and then Steve correcting him, being like, no, I would say it like this. <laughs> You know, and it was just it was a blast because yeah. It, yeah, it it really was such a like hearty meal because again, it it was super funny but also added to, um, their characters a lot. So that was a standout, obviously. But other than that, I guess you know, Steve going on this trip to then come home in the end is similar to the Odyssey, um, but that it 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 wasn't it didn't almost come off fully like that Mm-mm. uh because it the reason being is because it's um the movie is concluding the series is concluding this movie as especially from where it begins this movie is um so much heavier right and um yeah uh I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it does the, the, the historical trip all that well. So I would say trip to Italy, I think does that the best. And, uh, I would commend it for it. And again, so, I mean, I've already brought up a criticism of mine and I could get into my notes as well, but I want to start also to frame overall my opinion and I'll probably just reiterate it again in my final thoughts, but yeah, the, the fact that the food seems to be a little bit more of a backseat and then mm. the execution of the historical mm. context and trip isn't as, as strong in this movie. Uh, I will. Yeah, I, I I, it makes me. Not like this movie as much as the other ones.
1: Yeah, you're starting to kind of convince me otherwise. Yeah, I think that was my hardest thing coming to terms with because I think I had such a great time watching it with you.
0: Yes, you right, know, right, like, me cause like of last course. time
1: Italy as well it as like, I was watching it, uh, you know, by myself and it was still, you know, laugh out loud, funny, <laughs> yeah. I was uh, LOLing, mm. uh, definitely a lot, uh-huh. but yeah, this, this was like a perfect, like, uh, lazy Sunday hang out and, and, uh, eat some delicious food ourselves and, and watch, yes. and watch, uh, some guys just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just having a good time Shoot shooting and, and traveling and, mm-hmm. and all that totally. stuff. So, that, that, that might be part of the overriding memory that I have associated with, with this one in particular too, the trip to Greece, but you make some excellent points. And I think that fucks with my list a little bit. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but, um, you know, my, and it, it'll just come down to like what my, my ranking is at the end, I guess, which, you know, that's something that fluctuates all throughout the, the episode for me, uh, mm. exactly where I land, but, uh, right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, should I uh, share some uh, reviews from uh, from the people out yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we got a certified fresh 88 percent from the critics with one hundred twenty one reviews, and then fifty uh, percent from the audience with a hundred plus ratings, which mm-hmm. really like got a lot. But that I mean, got a lot of audience. I, well, I'm glad you brought it up earlier. Because I really do think, yeah, this is like this is COVID. Like this is like there wasn't an mm-hmm. hype and leading up to seeing the movie and and, the, and reviews and everything. Like just wasn't wasn't there. Like that is really like critics and audience same amount for both sides. Like amount of reviews is is kind of nuts. Very-
0: Yeah. Very few times. Yeah. And obviously since we're talking about, because again, for people who don't know, and I feel like maybe we should start including this more frequently of like how the scores are tabulated on Rotten Tomatoes and the scores that you see at the top, the big, the big scores, those are aggregates based on Mm -hmm. really if, uh, if a, if a critic or a audience viewer gives it above, I think it's a 60%.
1: 60 yeah 60 is where it turns fresh
0: 60 is where it turns fresh so really what the big scores are is how many people voted up like above 60 right it's i mean like, it all just averages it's, it's, a, it's, it out. The,
1: it's the star system so it's just you have you have you can choose from one to one to 5 uh stars and have halves or whatever in there and then it just averages all those together um into i believe the the percentage so like a yeah, like a one star would be twenty five percent, you know, like two two stars fifty percent. Uh, wait, wait. Sorry, no, that'd be for on a four star system. And a five star system would be two and a half stars would be like fifty percent, you know, um, mm-hmm. and so on so yeah. forth. But uh, I can't. Don't don't you make me do any. It's very simple arithmetic. Um,
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. But nonetheless, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh,
1: system, and and it's it I, I think there's okay. like not. It's maybe not perfectly representative of what the movie is. You shouldn't live your life according to like what it tells you necessarily. But some of those numbers do tell a story and it's interesting to to try to figure out what the what the trends might be. And yeah, this does feel like a covid movie, seeing the amount of audience members.
0: um, Yeah. And also, too, like the heart of this podcast, I hope for people who listen is we're doing movies where they're polarizing in the score, which just fundamentally uh, might turn people away. Like, Oh, this is not liked by either camp. I think the general, like the average person, our friends who are just a normal person. Like if you ask them about how much the critic uh, score affects them, as opposed Mm -hmm. to how much the audience scores impacts them. Most people will say the audience score impacts them the most on whether or not you're going to view it because, The average person is going to be like, well, critics will, you know, poo poo movies that I like, you know, and I'm going to be much more trepidatious about going to see a movie solely based on the critics giving it a high score, because, you know, there's also the stereotypical thing of like a critic will give a high score to a very artsy movie. And then you watch and you're like, I don't get it, you know, mm-hmm. whatever.
1: And so that also I had a long day to, at work. I just want to relax. right
0: <laughs> mm-hmm, I want to relax. So, I mean, yeah, the audience score is typically what people look at, but nonetheless, the point that I'm making and I hope people get out of this is that, you know, we're provide, like, we're, I don't know. We're trying to like find the middle ground or at least, uh, give our opinions as to like where it, it, it where it really lands and whether or not, um, yeah, if somebody's like way off base and it's worth your time. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's, let's, uh, let's hear some, some of them voices. um, Uh, let's hear from uh, Karen Hahn from Polygon gave it a 95. Uh, She says the pall of death automatically makes the trip to Greece, a more somber affair than its predecessors, but doesn't make it devoid of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Very true. Um, Matt Singer with screen crush gave it an 80. The trip to Greece reminds us that anyone who gets to take a picturesque holiday with good food and friends should savor every last second of it. Because it won't last forever, and it could all end when you least expect it. Mm. Damn. Damn. That fits the tone of the ending of this
0: movie, which I'll definitely yeah. mention in, in my final thoughts. But yeah, it's heavy, but
1: it's part of life. I, and, yeah. and, and Especially it, growing up yeah, life. I mean, and those yeah. that's there's the,
0: value to it, I guess, is for yeah, sure. a, a thing I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um that, yeah. from LA Times, Kevin Crest gave it a 80. It's a simple recipe and remarkably effective. I love all the, the food metaphors that, that critics have. It's always just like, oh, <laughs> serve me up another, another dish of this movie. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Of Man, it's not a, Yeah. Or <laughs>, laughs. Oh, Battle of Salamis. Yum, yum. <laughs> Everybody wins there. Uh, yeah. Uh, from uh, the New Yorker, uh, a 70 from eighth Anthony Lane. To see Coogan and Brighton being waited upon by unmasked servers who carry the plates with bare hands is to yearn for the touchstones of a mythical past. As wow. one kindly waitress, there waitress As one kindly waitress inquires in a lull between courses, do you want to continue? Yes, if we can, forever. <laughs> this oh, wow. this guy is like this guy quarant- has been quarantined for quarantining for a couple months it's, this is may yep. this is may 25th 2020 and he is losing his mind absolutely because i mean god in the
0: midst of it and i can attest like, to i just I want to go I, out and eat with my friends yeah, I, I I don't think I, I ever really had the opinion in the midst of COVID that this is how life is going to continue on. But some people definitely were entertaining that idea at the very least of like, well, I guess this is new, mm-hmm. how life is now. This is new life is to just be more relegated to being in your home, uh, having a lot more uh, protection and restrictions placed on going out. Um and so you know i i think that person definitely like you said is like in the midst of it and Mm -hmm. hardcore longing for getting out of it Mm -hmm. but yeah it hit them and it hit
1: them in 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 a way that even the people when they were making the movie they might not even even expect it and that's uh i don't know that's an interesting thing to happen with with a movie that's like like comes out at, at the right time coincidentally almost um I'll switch the audience side of things. Let's check out what they have to say with the 50% rating. Um, this person is unnamed, but they gave it a half star. They say, <laughs> okay. oh my what God. A coward! I know what a coward. Name yourself. <laughs> Put a picture <laughs> on there. We want full and last name. I'm rotten tomatoes. Yeah. You can just, yeah, just write. We're not going to dox you. We just review. want you to stop being a fucking coward. <laughs> no, Yeah. We want to just, just talk to us just talk to us we won't just tell talk you talk to us yeah yeah say who you are
0: yes yeah, you, you can know. disagree that's going be yeah we're mm-hmm. in the polar zone baby you come can,
1: come on we, come on our show we can
0: disagree but it's hard to have a conversation with a coward
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right what are you chicken yeah a uh, little shit <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they say, oh, my God, this was so boring and stupid. Kept waiting for a plot to happen, at least for it to show us some of the historic places they were visiting. The story about his father dying was so fake, too. Pointless. Wished within 10 minutes of it starting that we could get a refund. The story about his father dying was fake. It's not like see like i didn't even know that part about his father actually dying and being inspired by a real life event that he went through but that didn't strike me as fake so i don't understand how that
0: (laughs) yeah that was the last thing and regardless it's a fucking movie
1: (laughs) i know what do you mean fake (laughs) it's all fake if you want to get down like like, come on if you want to get like
0: really get sweaty about it yeah and to that point
1: yeah it's inspired it's like it could be like inspired by a fucking true story at the end and it would be That'd be fine because it kind (laughs) of was. This is a one star. Uh, There's another unnamed coward. They could have saved millions by just having the two leads hold up pictures of each other for two hours while saying over and over, you're wonderful. No, you're wonderful.
0: That doesn't even happen in this fucking movie, you coward.
1: They make fun they of each other, other each, the whole time. They, they
0: make don't, fun of each they, other the whole they don't
1: compliment, time. They don't compliment each other,
0: like, at all. <laughs> I, yeah, if you were a more articulate person, you fucking coward. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'll, I'll fuck the break. But, like, yes, you could argue, and even the actors themselves were... Concern that it would come off too strongly, that the idea of this is very self indulgent. And you had mentioned this at the top. Mm -hmm. So that is definitely worth examining, Mm -hmm. or at least at the very least, deciding whether or not you're into that.
1: Mm -hmm. Like, why would I watch two guys just eating and having a conversation in these like nice places? Like,
0: yeah. Totally. You're like, "Uh, yeah. What? A, what am I getting? Yeah, it's uh, it's just a weird way to look at it. Because yeah, you're like, well, I just don't, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. want to watch two people talk and go to go to these places. <laughs> that's like almost every fucking movie.
1: And that's kind of like the the last one. They were like, so, they wanted like the all the reviews of last of uh, Italy were like, can these guys just shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> right. <I remember laughs> they wanted them, like yeah. other characters, or they wanted more attention paid to the food or to the locations. Uh-huh. They thought it was going to be way more traveloggy and it just ended up being like just the a vessel for them to, you know, fuck around. Um, Sure. Let's go to Susan. O with a one star. Okay, Susan, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Mm -hmm. When we searched for a movie, this had a 90 percent rating. How did that happen? My husband and I both found the bantering of the two main characters tedious and not funny. They ate at what looked like exceptionally good restaurants, but we never got to see the food. We stopped watching less than halfway through. Just couldn't take it anymore. I wish we could get our money back. Another uh, person asking for a refund. Uh, This is another unnamed one star. Um, Horrific. Oh, it's a half star. Horrific. So boring. Amazing to think they get paid to be so damn boring and unfunny. They should use this to torture terrorists. okay all right yeah (laughs) Uh. (laughs) um this is a half star from yeah all these unnamed people on uh, rotten tomatoes i'm actually going to rotten tomatoes this time there's really like not that many reviews out there for this uh for this one um
0: Uh, unfortunate yeah yeah, because i mean because once it comes
1: out you review otherwise yeah i don't know it's like Maybe you just don't. Do That's also how
0: you end on. up getting these lower scores. Uh, like I would argue, is that when you have mm-hmm. less in- inputs, just totally. like in a, st- a core concept of statistics, mm-hmm. is like. The more inputs you have, the closer you will get to what's reality because Mm -hmm. you just have more data to work with and you can, you know, um, make stronger assumptions because you have a bigger sample size. And yeah, I I think you nailed
1: it exactly why this is polarizing and why Spain isn't. I think that what you said mm -hmm. right there is exactly why. Because, I mean, Spain is at least like 60 something, I believe, by the audiences. And so, Uh yeah, just and more people watched it. Um, And then this person is a half star. I never want to see another one of these self-indulgent comedies ever again. A trip to Italy is one of the worst movies I've ever had to suffer through, and this is on the trip to Greece uh, page. So uh, you, you're fucking burned. You fucking coward. Sh- show show yourself. You don't even know what fucking movie you watched. You watched the wrong movie and went to the wrong you, page to comment on. Oh, it, so. what a
0: dude that person is! Like got you could make egg any, on
1: their face. Like you can make it anything better. You can't even go to the right fucking page to write your shitty review. Coward. Absolute coward. Yeah. If you'd like to reach us, we are at polarizethepod at gmail.com. If you want to get back to us uh, for calling, calling you a coward. Uh, Brand- Brandini. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Fucking cowards. <laughs> Spend at more us. time being angry. <laughs> um <laughs> Hashtag yeah, stay angry.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> okay yep yeah, uh but yeah, yeah. Brady, do you want to do you want to uh say say how you feel yeah oh absolutely and love uh to. ascribe a score mm-hmm. um say you were on yeah. on yelp after a after a meal and you had to you had to give it a score
0: yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> it's very similar uh, i know <laughs> mm-hmm. <No>. um, <laughs> michael winterbottom is the chef Steve Coogan and Rob Bryden welcome you and sit you, sit you down and tell you we got we got a little movie movie for you. Crypto Greece. So and then um, you walk out and then you write a. Review. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and you walk out and you go. You uh, go home. You go on your phone and you write a review and but you don't put your name because you're a fucking coward. <laughs> coward. God damn <there> cowards <laughs> out there. Uh,
0: Trip Crypto- Greece. <laughs> so i'm gonna no i'll start with the bad so the things that i didn't like in this movie i've mentioned it and i'll reiterate is visually i think this movie uh made some missteps uh i think it digressed or it just got lazy i i would honestly uh argue um because yeah the way like the restaurants, the way that the restaurants are shots of the restaurant overall, the cinematography and the look and the feel of this movie seemed a little cheap to me. Um, Yeah. They went in the wrong direction instead of um, leaning into let's get more hero shots of the plates as they come out. Let's get more interior of the kitchens and the uh, velocity and, and and like energy of the these kitchens that are pumping out this uh food uh yeah it, all of that fell short um and then again the the historical trip that this movie is supposed to represent uh ended up taking a back seat to uh some bigger ideas that this movie wanted to get out and uh, cared less about being more like about the Odyssey and more uh, and cared more about concluding these characters journeys and making a statement about what these what this whole series meant. And that's what I now to transition into the good stuff is off of that is the end of this movie. And what happens with these characters I really enjoyed. I really was into uh, where these characters left off with Steve going home, but also you know from looking at the original trip to this one, I mean, Steve is calling a son up, being more uh you know wanting to make things work, putting in more effort with this family uh all yeah, and also too, you get a sense that he is becoming more he's accepting his reality more instead of living a delusion, he is um yeah he's he's starting to come to terms with where his life is at and i saw that come through a lot um especially more so than the trip to italy which was just so very light very very light on plotting even aggressively light at the end i i might have mentioned in my final thoughts of that movie because That movie ends with Rob uh, letting Steve's manager know about the affair and then really doesn't get into it. It Mm -hmm. just leaves it there. Rob acknowledges that it happened. Uh, It was seemed pretty giddy and excited about it, which is a little like troublesome because Rob represents the more level headed um, guy. The the guy that is firm, has his feet firmly planted in the age and time of his life that he's uh, like actually in. Um, so yeah, that stuff was like not great for me. Um, but yeah, so I did, yeah, I, I, I liked, I liked the plotting at the end of this. It took a minute to get there. So that, you know, but, uh, I think it ended very, I ended, I think this ended the series overall, uh, for the characters ended very strong. I just, I really would have loved to have seen more from the filmmaking, from the look of this movie. Um, so i'm just having i'm trying to think of like where i i I, God, i don't remember what i gave the score to trip to it was like upper 80s yeah something like that i i'm gonna put this movie uh i'm gonna put this movie firmly at 80 percent yeah because yeah overall i mean a lot of it too was just like getting to just spend time with you which i always cherish but like oh yeah um I had fun with this movie. I'm not going to rate this. I, 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 yeah, I I guess I was just trying to come to terms with like, it it, it was grating to me, uh, that this movie did look worse, but especially because the Greece locale is arguably one of the more beautiful ones, especially if you're into tropical and like more tropical environments. Because though I mentioned at the top that the trip to, uh, Northern England is probably something me personally that I would like to do. I think also a lot of it just had to do with the way that it shot mm-hmm. is you just see these, you know, rolling green hills with the cloud cover, you know, uh, capping the peaks. You can't fully see the top of some hills and it just, it, yeah, it looked like there's even a bit we watched a little bit before we started the pod. Um, talking about wanting to shoot a movie there, you know, like uh, almost a sword and sandals type movie because it just it seems so epic. Um, and I think the, I think, um, the director did well to, uh, yeah, to make that feeling come through in the filmmaking, but not so much in this one. So again, yeah. Um, but because I thoroughly enjoyed it, thoroughly enjoyed seeing it with you, I'm not going to rate this less than 80%. So, I'm but I'm going to just put it right at 80.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's completely fair. I, I think that was very well put. And it's hard to really go too far off from, yeah, a previous review of a movie that is at its core, like very similar in, in top to bottom, what's, what it's trying to do. And if you liked, you know, the reason there's four of these is, yeah, if you liked the last one, they're, they're going to keep doing it. And I'm not sure if people come back for, you know, character development or, or a lot of it um, rather than just, you know, the, the bits and, and the them sitting down yeah. and, and, and structured like that. But you know, if it was just that, then it probably would get old at a certain point, You you know, you mm-hmm. like them you know, going in their own, each separate room, seeing them kind of like check in with their real life and kind of wind down a bit and, and come to terms with like who they are as men. And then, uh, Steve Coogan have like kind of his dreams, um, is kind of like been a thing as well, Yeah. uh, throughout these movies, which kind of gets a little artsy and, and interesting. Uh, um, yeah. You know, like there was a one time we were like one of those where we were watching we were like, what is this music like that's going on right now? You know, and it mm-hmm. gets like kind of cinematic and, and whatnot, but, to yeah, and to that point, if I can start off on yeah, maybe a criticism of this of this movie is, is I'm as I'm thinking about it is that I think that structure somehow is almost like a little more disjointed for how how long these movies have been going on. I mm. I, I, I almost feel like some of the the through line as as I said before, there's a big there's a large feeling of like finality not overbearing but there is a sense of finality to this movie especially the mortality and and his father and all that Mm -hmm. i i I, I just had the sense that they saved it for the end and if anything like stacked it pretty heavily at the end it was was (laughs) kind of like my point i guess where like all of that is 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 welcome in a movie like this especially yeah i don't know like i said them growing older but and he did have a conversation with his son about, you know, the his his grand, you know, his father not not doing well and everything like that. Um, but I I just thought that for some for whatever reason that that structure felt, if I am gonna compare the other ones, like, yeah, maybe a little bit more disjointed or not fully catering to like the Odyssean sort of uh view of the itinerary of the trip or or catering to the ideals of that. Um but all that being said i thought the comedy in this one was like i don't know the like awesome. one of the one yeah. of the better ones out of out of the bunch in like those Are moments shocked. like i felt like there was a sense of them really letting go and mm. that makes it interesting too like you said that there were like less takes and it felt very like even more so effortless uh, a lot of the the humor and the places that they were willing to go uh they they didn't seem worried about anything like Steve Coogan saying in that interview he's worried at the beginning, like about these certain things. And by your, the time you're making the fourth one, it's and it's over all, already anyways. It's kind of just like, might as well do it all and, and kind of have fun with it. And in those moments, like I felt like, yeah, that was where it was winning, winning me over even more so than, than Italy in, in some of that stuff. Um, sure. Because I thought they were able to bring all of the impressions that they've done on all the movies, mm. like to the table at mm. once in this, in this sort of way. Um where they were yeah. just jumping around for the, all their bits that they've done, and some of the, some of that stuff like was really great, you know, and some memorable chunks within this movie, uh but didn't hit as hard at the end for for me and yeah, uh i i love I love the water in Greece, I don't know, there's something about yeah, oh you know God, seeing yeah. that, and there were plenty mm-hmm. of times I did, yeah, I did want to see the food and if i'm going to pick food yeah obviously all the pasta in italy and everything that that stuff had me uh just you know over over the moon and just salivating and you know for the for all the pasta um mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's interesting to take these movies try to break them down in their little little pieces as as they were but uh mm-hmm. for what it's trying to do it doesn't stray too far from what italy did and 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 spain in the first one and everything so it's hard to stray so far in my score as well which I believe was like mm-hmm. an eighty two but okay. man, now I'm trying to like rank them in my mind it's it's tough because how do i I don't know it's I'm trying to figure out which one i I like better it's 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 really tough I think you know and i and this is where I am gonna hang my hat on it even if it's a it's a silly travel hat like they have um uh-huh. is that yeah. fucking the Shelly byron thing i really i really you're right, brandon, I think that really. Does hit home in a way that, uh, yeah, Spain and um, Greece don't do as much. I, yeah, I need to watch the first one again. I th- you know, I think that's just that's just classic. You know, <clears throat> uh, but that that Shelly Byron thing and and following that through it and them constantly going back and forth, um, about their relationship probably bumps it up for me. And I, I believe that was an eighty two, um, oh, yeah. when I watched that one. So I think for this one. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go right there with you, baby. I'm yeah. gi- I'm giving it an eighty. It's an oh, eighty. It's fun. it's there. Like that's that just feels right to me. And when you said it felt right to you. I know we've done this in the past and on certain movies, but it's like if it's a movie about two buds, you know, uh oh, that's and so we, we just yeah. we just watch right. it and I like I feel like we had this uh, same experience watching it and everything. Right. Like mm-hmm. I'm yeah, be in the hand holding club and uh you know, I'd I'm happy to open my mind because I think originally I was like, "Ah, I might like this one more, but I don't know. And and you, my friend, yeah, made me think about it uh maybe even a different different kind of way and remember some of the uh things I just fucking watched about it. Italy even like in a in a different way too. Mm -hmm. But um you see you see one thing done a different way. It reminds you of like what's what's uh better or worse about one or the other. Um but this has been a lot of fun. This has been a journey of, yeah, it's not many movies that we get to watch together. So that's uh Added added bonus to to all of this, Hold on. Um, but I guess for now it would be good to announce our next movie. I you put some mm-hmm. in the chat and I put the one that I'd be down for, but I'll I'll say I'll say the two that I'd be down for. I guess here, uh, either it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie or Just Friends. I think are both the perfect. Either one would be, and we can do both of them. It doesn't matter what order. What I'm trying to oh, say. I w- yeah, I, w- I was suggesting all three for the next month. Oh, perfect. So I already revealed the first two. My bad. Um, <laughs> it's okay. We'll do the classic flip a coin to make it somewhat interesting uh, as to why I revealed uh, two of them. So we'll give Muppet Christmas movie. Yeah, let's get into Christmas. We'll give, we'll give that one heads. Oh, and we'll give Just Friends Tails. Oh, I get to work out. All right, here we go. It's flipping. It's flipping. It's flipping. It is head. So we're going Muppet Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I want. Yeah, cool. And this is, I want to make this distinction. Yes. If, if you are listening, <laughs> not Muppet Christmas Carol, Christmas which is Carol. A, a known classic for everyone in, involved in, and has, has very good reviews on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This is, a, it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie came out 2002. 82% like a show. from from critics, uh, 51% from audience. Um, Kermit tries to save this, the theater from a banker, Joan yeah. Cusack, who wants to demolish it and open a trendy nightclub. <laughs> uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Joan Cusack, David Arquette, William H. Macy, Carson Daly, John Stewart, Kelly Ripa. Um, yeah, this does feel like a, some sort of variety show sort of mm-hmm. thing. um, it's Muppets, baby. We're gonna we're going into, into Muppet Land. We're going into Christmas territory. We like to keep it seasonal and fresh here. It's been fun taking these trips with you, Brandini. Nice uh um, is there James anything Dini. you want to Yeah, oh. baby? <laughs> you. <Yes. laughs> <Sherry-o-terry>. Sherry O <laughs> Terry. Man, do you think we has have the Muppets ever hosted SNL? S&O? That'd be a great idea, oh, wouldn't it? God, yeah. Wouldn't that be a great idea? Yeah, I wonder if they, they have. Sing, I feel sing like they end, might have. In Star, just all the Muppets, just ah, oh, that'd be awesome. Except, I mean, essentially, that's what the Muppet
0: Show is. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. SNL. So I don't know. Yeah, I'd be curious too if they ever
1: did that because I think they've also are owned by the same company. So yeah. Anyways, anyways, um, yeah. Is there anything you want to share share with the the polar bears out there? I <laughs>
0: Um, No, but I'll do the, I'll promote us again. Um, It really helps if you rate and review. Um, Yeah, just sort of whatever, like on any of those platforms that Mm -hmm. you're listening to this on really helps us out if you want to reach us. And like James said, if you're one of those cowards that want to uh, continue to be a coward, I would assume and email us about uh, how much you didn't like this episode, like you didn't like the trip to Greece, come at us. (laughs) Um, You can uh, email us at polarize the pod at gmail.com I think I got that right and then um yeah if you want you can follow us on twitter at uh polarize pod Polarize pod and mm-hmm. then and, uh, um, we
1: stream live on twitch.tv yeah. as well yep, polarizepod polarize pod there as well yep absolutely um yeah that's it this has I been a can. blast brandini yeah
0: I know yeah it's this has been delightful um happy to do it
1: Hell yeah, dude! I love it. We're gonna uh, and we'll launch into Christmas Town uh, next time. We'll see you uh, next time for it's a very merry Muppet Christmas movie. We love you all. Bye bye. Bye bye.